Have you ever looked at something, something you have known for so long, but then saw it from a different perspective and it changed everything? Today that happened to me and I know it's going to rock your world too. Welcome to Pivot Me, where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time and get better results through high performance habits, the multiply me method, and a little mental gymnastics. On Pivot Me, I talk to thought leaders and experts sharing our successes, our many scrubs, and how we can all use both to move us to the next level. Join us and learn real simple steps to pivot you and your business towards the life you've earned. Today, I was working with a client in the academy and one of them shared that she had been struggling. She's scaling a new business and had been charging ahead, man. She was like executing fast, inspiring others in the mastermind. She was doing all the things everyone wanted to be like her. But then she had this bad patch and she felt a little lost, a little aimless. She started asking herself questions, questions like, what made me think I could do this? I don't have enough time to build the side business on top of my career. What what was I thinking? Who do I think I am? Maybe this isn't the right time. Now, you know this drill. Like the wedge of doubt gets in our brain and causes immense damage. She said, I feel like I have this angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. And I feel like this is the most relatable thing ever, right? We've all got this sort of idea of this angel and a devil on either shoulder. But what was really awesome is one of our teammates, Alexander, said, are you familiar with the story of the two wolves? Now, many of us on that Zoom call had been familiar with it, but he said the story was incomplete. So for the podcast today, I'm going to recap that story and then I'll tell you how. So um, though the the exact origin can't be confirmed by historians, largely the story is attributed to the Cherokee people. And it's the story of the two wolves. A young boy comes to his grandfather filled with anger about this boy who had wronged him. He shared it with his grandfather and he's like, I, you know, I'm really struggling. I'm so angry. I'm filled with hate. And the grandfather says to the grandson, let me tell you a story. At times I felt, you know, a great hate as well. And this hate eventually wears you down. It doesn't hurt your enemy. Hate's like taking poison and wishing that the enemy would die. I've struggled with these feelings many times. And he explains that essentially there's two wolves inside of me. One wolf is good um, and does no harm, lives in harmony with all those around, doesn't take fence. Um, but there's another wolf. There's this wolf that has anger and hate and the littlest thing can can set him off. And they're constantly, they're constantly battling inside me. So a lot of times the story is told with the wolves being um, love and hate, but you can use a lot of different um, words to describe the two, two wolves battling inside you. So this grandfather explains, hey, I've got these two wolves too. And uh, because both wolves are trying to dominate my spirit. So this little boy, his grandfather, he's like, whoa, well, which wolf will win, grandfather? And grandfather smiles and says, the one I feed. Now, this is a great story, right? And it's so true. I've always loved this story, but it took on more meaning today. Because Alexander referenced the two wolf stories and he said, but here's the thing, that story is incomplete. 
He said, so for what we are discussing now, so this teammate, that was, she, was, she was facing a hard time and she described it as an angel and devil. He said, it's really two wolves and your wolves are fear and success. On one side, set the possibility of success. So for her, for her, this business that she was creating, what hangs in the balance was success, the potential of great revenue in the business, the women that she was going to help that really needed her, you know, the, the gap in the marketplace that she could fill, the books and the speaking gigs on the topics that she was so passionate about. And though success sat on one shoulder, she had the wolf on the other one, which was fear. What if I can't do it? What if it costs too much? What if I'm unqualified? What if I get tongue-tied during an interview or a speech? What if I look stupid? Isn't what I have good enough? Why would I rock the boat? All of these things based in fear. And she was battling it out. They were battling it out for her soul. Like, does success win? Does the possibility of success win? Or does does she does she side with her fears? You're right. It's too much. The price is too the price is too big. It will be too inconvenient. There's lots of ways we get to justify not going after our dreams. the The excuses are plentiful, and if we can't produce them on our own, people around us will be happy to give us great reasons why we should give up our dreams. Now, as she describes these two wolves that were battling it out in her, Alexander said, here is where the story, the original story was incomplete. We know that the wolf that will win will be the one that we feed. But here's the most important question. What feeds each wolf? Hey, Pivoter, I see you taking notes. I see you applying things into your business and life. Great work. But what if you could do it on a Zoom call with me? Well, here is your invite. I am hosting a free live event on Zoom where I get to know you, your challenges, and help you work through them as we accelerate your growth together. This is a free virtual event, and I'd love for you to join. Hop over to pivot-me.com backslash event and save your spot now. We'll keep these small. They will fill up. I'd love for you to be there. Again, it's pivot-me.com backslash event. We'll also put the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. What feeds the success wolf? Is it looking through your attaboy folder? Is it seeing other podcasters in her space and realizing they're not doing a very good job? Is it is it reminding herself how wildly capable she is in her day job? And why wouldn't she bring that same level of competence and confidence into her new business? What feeds the success wolf? She needed a list. Make a list. Make a list of what feeds that wolf. Also, just as important, what feeds the bad wolf? So in her instance, fear, fear, the doubt, what feeds that? She shared on the call today that that she'd recently done her business taxes. And when that happened, she saw how much she invested in this new business with very little revenue to offset it. That is true. But the truth is that was the strategic decision she made earlier on, that she was going to put all the operation in place, all the structure of the business in place, and then scale up her client load after, because doing all the things at once was too much at this point. But in a moment of weakness, she took it, the fact that there were so much business expenses and very little revenue, she took it as evidence that this isn't a viable business. This is a money pit. What else feeds the bad wolf? She was also getting unsolicited advice from people near her that have never done the thing that she wanted to do, but were plentiful 
in their dispensing of shitty advice. And boy, don't I personally know this story well. See, when I got into real estate investing, I was very young and I didn't know any other real estate investors, certainly none as young as me. I got my information from books. I started to go to seminars eventually, but I started out in the rich dad, poor dad days and the millionaire real estate investor. I think that was a Gary Keller and Jay Pappas on books. Like I, I got, let's put it this way. I got my real estate knowledge from Barnes and Noble. That's how I learned about it. And so I'm reading about these frankly, 50-year-old guys that have done this thing and saying it's possible. And I'm sitting there as, you know, a 19, 20-year-old kid practically going, oh, I think I, I think I could do this. I hope this advice is real. I hope they weren't just trying to sell books. And of course, man, I got so much pushback. I was so discouraged by the people around me. I ended up and, and this continued, this continued long into being a real estate investor. I would have people telling me who'd never bought a piece of investment property, telling me what a bad idea it was. And I was sitting there with several under my belt. And this wasn't just me. This wasn't just specific to me because I ended up switching jobs and became a loan officer to, I specifically did this to better understand real estate finance. And I was amazed at how many clients of mine would come in with terrible real estate investing advice from people that they knew who rented. I didn't even own a house, never bought a house before, but they were quick to tell others all of the many pitfalls. People love to tell you why your plan won't work. Sometimes it's a legitimate concern. They don't want to see you hurt. They, want, they don't want to see you lose money. They don't want to see you disappointed, but sometimes it's because they're threatened threatened by a, a different or bigger version of you that could emerge if it was successful. And honestly, sometimes they discourage you because, well, if you're successful at it, what does it say about me? The truth is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where the people around us can discourage us from our dreams. That is their own baggage, but do not let them hand it to you because they will try. They will try all under the guise of, of, of concern. And I'm just worried about you, honey. You gotta be very careful that you don't pick it up. So personally, so many, when I look back at my life, so many of the fears and concerns that I had to work through were never mine to begin with. They were other people's. But man, if I wasn't careful, I would take them on. If I was tired, if I felt like I was in a weakened state, I, I would take theirs because they would hand it to me and I'd say, yes, I will take your baggage. I will take your fears. I will take your concerns. And then I won't move ahead nearly as fast as I could because of that, because I let the wedge of doubt come in. So today we told, we told her in your life, unsolicited advice from people that haven't done the thing you want to do unless they are cheering you on, they don't get to speak into it. They don't get a seat at your table. You, get, you vote them right out of your personal board of directors. They don't get to speak because when we are weakened, when we are tired, when an idea is new, when a business is new, that is not the time for unsolicited advice from people that are afraid of the thing you're about to do. They will have a problem for every one of your solutions. So as we added this addendum, the two wolf stories real time. So as today, it made everyone, you know, when, when Alexander said, hey, you know, what feeds each wolf? It made everybody on the call kind of stop and go, well, what are my two wolves and what feeds each one? You can see things, it, it, things are choices, like both the wolves that you take on, you, you might be experiencing them, but, but whether you feed them or not, that's a choice. It's not, oh, I just feel this way and this is my emotion and it is what it is. We are not our emotions. 
We are not. You, you, you can experience emotion, but then you can say, mm, but is that true? Do I want to live into that? I, fear, I can experience fear, but I can decide if I'm going to let that fear stop me from moving ahead on something I really want to do. We are just a series. We are mostly comprised of a series of practiced thoughts. Practiced. We are practicing at being one way or another, and we can teach ourselves to be another. So today we asked her to feed the good wolf. We we said, what would it look like feeding the wolf of success? And we talked about tactical things she could do. She could read her attaboy folder. She could recount the clients she has already worked with in the past and what a difference she made in their lives. This is evidence of the success of her business. She, she could talk to her spouse. Her sp- spouse is supportive and tell him, hey, when I'm doubting myself, remind me how damn capable I am. You should have a cheerleader in your life that will elevate you. Nobody needs to push us down. Like we do a pretty good job of it ourselves. So she said, tell me, tell me when I'm doing this. Remind me, remind me how good I am at my day job. Remind me that I'm at the top 10% of my company, that I have this long history of getting shit done. My God, feed the right wolf. Now, my message to you, dear pivoter, you know I was going to turn the tables around and you know you can't be passively listening to the Pivot Me podcast. No inspiration without application. Education without execution is just another form of distraction. So I ask, what are your two wolves? Is is your bad wolf like hers? Fear? Doubt? Is it loneliness? Overwhelm? Guilt? Insecurity? Imposter syndrome? Negativity? You've got to figure out what your, your wolves are. What's your bad wolf? And once you know it, take it that step further. What feeds that wolf? Because you do feed it, like it or not. We're our own biggest bully and we're feeding that negativity. Now let's look at the other side. What's your good wolf? Is it success like hers? Is it, is it hope? Is it faith? Is it love, joy, fulfillment, peace? What are the two things battling it out in your soul and what feeds it? So important. Take a little time today to identify it. It won't be one answer. I've got, I know I've got a pack of wolves on either side, right? I was like, oh, there's not two, two wolves battling it out. It's, it's several. I mean, in my past, when I look, I look in my past, I see that two of the main bad wolves I had were overwhelm and guilt. And I and people around me did things to feed those wolves. Then I learned. I learned what they were and I learned how to stop feeding them. Be a student of you. Be a student, not just of high performance, but of your performance. You need to write the owner's manual for yourself. You're, you should know your own flavor of self-sabotage. You should know what lights you on fire and what snuffs you out. And when you find out, send me a message. I want to hear about it. I'm uh, the April Garcia on pretty much wherever, whatever platform, wherever you digitally socialize, send me a message. Info at pivot-me.com. And let's do this work together. Make it a great day. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com.
This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors, and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.